0: day is is obviously mother 's day, and i 'm going to just speak from the heart my experience as a mother today <laughs> uh, you, I'm not, i 'm not but i i i do i, I you know i 've never been a mother, but I tell you what i I have a uh, godly mother that I love and who prays for me, has prayed me out of some tough situations. Anybody have, have a praying mother, had a praying mother who prayed for you? And, uh, I know moms have an intuition. I love dads, but moms have an intuition with their kids that, that dads sometimes just miss. Doesn't mean that we're, we're bad or anything. We're just different, but moms have an moms are amazing. Amen. They are. And, um, uh, You know, we're going to think about this. What do kids do when they wave at a camera? They don't ever say, hi, dad. They say, hi, mom. Right? Or, you know, in those instances, like if they're in a crowd and you're at a school play or something, they're there. You know who they're looking for? Mom. And it doesn't matter. I remember when I was in elementary school, I would be in the play and I would be up there. And my mom, without any shame at all, she'd be like, hi, baby. Hi, baby. And I'd be like, oh, Lord, no, no, please, please. And then my friend would be like, hey, your mom's waving at you. I'd be like, hi, mom, you know. And uh, But, uh, you know, moms are special. Um, they do a lot. They do a lot, right? And, um, you know, I'm amazed sometimes the weight that that a, a mom can carry uh, on a day-to-day. As uh, a matter of fact, I'll say this to all the gentlemen, all the husbands and every, all the men uh, in the house. Don't let... Your wife or don 't let your mom do the dishes today, okay? You leave them in the sink for tomorrow <laughs> i 'm just joking i 'm just joking. You do those dishes today you you take her out to eat, you spoil her you you let her know that that you that you love her and matter of fact, how many know that has a mom? Um, You know, a lot can happen really fast, especially when you have young kids, right? Uh, A toddler can do more in one unsupervised minute than most people can do in a day, right? So I'm going to tell my wife a little bit. When we were younger, and and our kids were much, much younger way back when, uh, I was at work one day, and my wife, I don't know what she was doing, but for about one minute, things got quiet in the house, and Zaylee and Wyatt uh, got busy in the kitchen. And when Tristan found them, uh, she did the, the right thing. She took a picture of it and then she called me to tell me what had happened. So do you have that picture? Can you put that picture up there? (laughs) And they, (laughs) look at why it's a big old head. I think his head just was that size from the get-go. I don't, I don't think your, head, your head's been the same size the whole time. No, I'm just playing. He's got his daddy's hair there. But um, but they got into the flower, and Zaylee, being the good sister that she was, she poured it all over Wyatt. He was kind of a victim of his circumstance there. But as you could tell, um, Tristan did the right thing. She took a picture of it so we could re- remember that, and she called me. She said, you're never going to believe what happened today, and you need to come home right now and help me clean up this mess. And the bad thing is, when you have flour like that, and you try to wipe it up, or if you add any bit of water, guess what, man? It just balls up, and you just have a little dough ball. It took us a long time to get all that cleaned up. Um, but how many know that as moms, sometimes life can get busy, right, and, and can get crazy, uh, you know, moms, I, I like this, Talia Torres, she told this story about her mom. I think this is awesome. And, and moms are always helpful, right? How many could say moms are always helpful? They're always willing to help. And I, I heard this story about a mom this week by Talia Torres. It says this. She, uh, she said, my mother had just finished taking CPR class at a local college when she and I were in the mall and saw a big crowd gather around a still body. Mom took off running at the speed that I didn't know she could, and, and she mustered out yelling, Everyone back! I know CPR! And just as she threw herself next to the body, it was as about to begin. A pair of strong arms began to pull her up to her feet. And, and this man said, Ma'am, and he was a police officer, said, We're trying to arrest this man right now. So how many you know that moms are helpful, and they have good intentions, right? And good intentions. And I'm grateful for my mom. And there are many moms in the room today. And moms in different ends of the spectrum. Some of you have are expecting children, maybe. Some of you have very young children. Some of you have teenage children. And I'm going to pray an extra blessing of love on you right now. Um, and, um, and some of you uh, may have already, your children may have already grown and are out of the house. So you're at a different end of the mom spectrum. Some of you have fostered kids. Uh, uh, some of you are, are just spiritual moms. How many know that we need spiritual moms? Amen? Maybe your kids are grown or maybe they've moved away. Can I tell you something? As a mom in this church... Could be a spiritual mom to someone in this church and love on someone and pray with them and let them know that you're there and so uh, so uh, and the thing about on this whole spectrum here god loves moms all of them every one of them where they're at no matter where you find yourself on the spectrum uh, we should hope, our hope as, as, you know, people of God is to inspire people. But as moms, you are to inspire, to instill faith and potential and show your children what trusting in the Lord is all about. Amen. And so I want you to open your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Hebrews. Uh, well, we're going to start in Hebrews and, and then we're going to jump to Exodus. Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, this is the Hall of Faith. I love this. The Hall of Faith. And um, it says, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, if you don't have it, uh, it'll be on the screen. It says this, I got one verse today, well, one starting verse here, let me say it like that. It says this, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your presence today. God, we thank you for your mercy and grace. God, I thank you, Lord, for moms that are here in the house, maybe those that are watching online today. Lord, those across this this nation, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just... Uh, be with them today. God, I pray, Lord, that your word would just be encouraging today. Lord, that it would lift up our hearts. Lord, that it would just bring us together. God, I pray, Lord, that we'd be inspired by your word today to do great things for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So I love this verse. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So I want to talk to you um, today uh, on this this subject, the subject of my, my sermon is this, the vision of a godly mother, okay? Everyone say the vision of a godly mother, of a godly mother, all right? And so, I, I, and I use this verse today to kind of preface this. Many of us know the story of Moses, right? How many remember learning the story of Moses and the bull rush uh, growing up in, in Sunday school or maybe in children's church at some point? And um, it's interesting, Moses' mom... Um, and if you If you want to, you can turn to exodus chapter two because we 're going to get there in just a minute moses 's biological mom, not pharaoh 's daughter now he was raised by pharaoh 's daughter to at a point, but uh, moses biological mom was a Hebrew slave, a Hebrew slave, so uh, you know the story. Um, Egypt uh, it has the children of Israel. when Joseph went to Egypt, he, w- he moved up and, and the people of Israel came because of the drought, and they were dwelling there in Egypt, and as they dwelt there, and Joseph passed away, the scripture says that Pharaoh, the new Pharaoh didn't know the, the relationship that he had that they had with Joseph, and so they begin to enslave the Hebrew people. And they used them as a workforce, and so in the process of all of this, there is this this woman, this slave, this Hebrew slave, and her husband. And the Bible says that they were godly people. How many know it's important to be godly in this time? Amen. And so, and 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 it, in Scripture, we don't find out her name in Exodus chapter two. It doesn't even say her name. It just says a woman. In Exodus chapter six, it actually mentions her name. And Moses' mom's name is Jochebed. Everyone say Jochebed. I love this story of Jochebed. And Moses, Moses's mom, um, she is a power house of a mom. She is. We don't know a lot about her, but I could tell you what we do know about her is she raised three awesome children. Say, well, how do you know that she raised three awesome children? Well, the scripture tells us that, uh, number one, we know that she is the biological mother of Moses. We also know in Exodus that, that her daughter Miriam, which is Moses' sister, went down the river and follow, followed the bulrush. Also, she had another son and by the name of Aaron. Now, these three people, all of them, would play a significant role in Israel becoming a nation and being freed from Egypt. All right? So if you're with me, say, I'm with you, Pastor. And I love this. Jochebed, her name in the Hebrew means this, God's glory. And how many would say today, how many of you moms today, how many people today would say, Hey, I want to reflect God's glory in my life. Amen. I, I, w- I want to be able to do that. So here's the point. This is what, what I, what I want to just speak to you today. Uh, you know, as believers, and I want to speak sp- specifically to the moms, but I want to speak to everybody today. As believers, we have the opportunity to impart our faith to others. Amen. And listen. And that can potentially change a nation or generation. And do you realize the responsibility? Listen, moms. Listen, dads. The responsibility that you have to make a world-changing difference just by raising your kids. Amen? And so I, I love this. And so well, I, what I love about her, here's the first, first reason why I like Jochebed. Number one, right here, and I'm going to have three points. I'm going to make them as fast as I can today, all right? Number one is this. Uh, is, is this. Godly moms see potential. Godly moms see potential. If you're a note taker, you can write that down. Godly moms see potential. In Exodus chapter 2, uh, there's a bit of scripture here. And it says this right here. It says, Now a man from the house of Levi went and took his wife, that's Jochebed, okay, his wife, a Levite woman. And and, uh, the next verse says this right here. The woman conceived and bore a son, okay, that's Moses. I won't say that's Moses. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. I don't know a mom in the house who doesn't look at their baby and say, my baby's beautiful, right? I mean, there is an embalm in this world. I'll never forget the day that Zaylee was born, and she, uh, they, they, were they, the, the nurses pulled her up, and they put her up next to Tristan. I'll never forget uh, the overwhelming feeling that I felt. And I looked at Tristan, and Tristan just broke down crying, and she said, she's beautiful. She's all bruised up, you know, and, you, know, but, but she was beautiful because she's mine, right? And, and I love this. Moms always see the best in their kids, right? Right? I'm going to talk to some of the teachers today. Hey, all you teachers that do parent-teacher conferences. Moms always see the best in their kids, right? Their kids can do no wrong, right? Uh, moms always see the best of their kids. I, I know there are moments where, where uh, our kids may fall short. And, and, and sometimes as parents, sometimes we fall short in seeing the good. Um, but I can tell you this. Moms are always rooting for their kids. They always want the best for them. When, you, when maybe your kids are grown, and when they call you and say, Hey, Mom, I have a chance to to get a raise at the job. The mom's over there going, Yeah! Or maybe you're in the in the place where your kids are playing sports and you're, and your kid comes home and they're like, Oh, guess what? I get to start at the softball game today. You're like, Yeah. Right? Moms are the biggest fans uh, of their kids. And, and you know, that's why a mom at, at the baseball field, when their kid gets a hit and it's nothing spectacular, guess what? She's like, that's my baby! That's my baby. Some of you are saying, I'm not like that. Oh, come on now. Or when they get a basket, uh, playing basketball, you know, you run around and you get excited, right? And you should because that's your baby. But Jochebed was a godly woman. She's an incredible woman of God. And and we know that because she raised three amazing kids, three leaders in in this. Say, what did Miriam do? Miriam, number one, she was the first person when they crossed uh, the, the Red Sea, she was the first person to break out into song and begin to sing a song. And the nation began to worship. Okay, so that's her. What about Aaron? Guess what? He was Moses's mouthpiece and he was the, the Levite, the The original high priest was Aaron, and he put a role there that God ordained them to do. And then there's Moses, who deals with all the administrative, the grumbling of all the four million people leaving Egypt and making sure everybody feels good about themselves. I feel bad for Moses. He had a lot of people complaining a lot of the time. But, but Scripture says that she bore a son, and she saw that he was a fine man child she hid him for three months in Acts chapter 7 verse 20 it says that this child was beautiful in God's sight now I want to show you something the King James Version says that he was a goodly child a goodly child meaning that he was good and had a purpose now how many of you moms today could say that have your kids at home and you can look and maybe your kids are grown wherever they're at you could say I believe my kids have a purpose and have a plan, and I believe God has the best interest for them. See, I I love that. And and so moms, no matter where you are on the mother spectrum, whether your kids are gone, out of your house, whether they're still at home, whether you are a spiritual mom, listen, you've got to have a heart for your kids, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. My wife has a lot more patience. Sorry, I didn't mean to spit on you guys. Uh, my wife has a lot more patience than me at times with my kids. And there's moments where she has to pull me to the side and say, "Calm down." She loves our kids unconditionally, and 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 I love this. Jacob this child had a purpose. And Moses had a destiny. This child was gonna do great things. He was unique in God's eyes. And no matter how hard, how hard, hard headed that a child could be, how many could say, hey, I got one of those hard headed kids. Some of you don't want to raise your hand because you don't want to deal with them, right? I have, And no matter how hard-headed they are, and moms are like this. I won't give up on them because I believe that God has a purpose and that God has a destiny for them to fulfill. Amen? And Jochebed, she saw this in her son. And I believe God allowed her to see this. God knew the destiny of Moses. But I believe that God allowed her to see this and she began to instill into him. I love this. Every day, every day, I prayed a prayer with my kids when I took them to school, in grade school. Every day, I would take them to school, and I would pray this prayer. It, I, it was one of the best compliments I ever got. They were making fun of me the other day, and, and Zaley and Wyatt, and they were making fun of me, but then they started talking about, they said they started praying the exact repetitive prayer that I prayed every day, that I took them to school. They said, Dad, you used to pray this. Hey, Lord, be with Zalia Wyatt today. God, I pray, Lord, you protect them today. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would help them to be leaders today. Lord, that you, you would let them do what is right in your eyes. And God, let them have a good day. They both repeated that prayer to me. And I thought, that is the best compliment as a dad that I could have is that they remember that prayer I love that. So listen to me, moms. When you, when you feel like giving up, when you're struggling with your kids, and sometimes uh, kids can be a little bit hard-headed, keep doing what you're doing. Keep loving on them. Keep praying with them. Keep putting the word of God in them. Keep bringing them to church, all right? Uh, sometimes, um, you know, when we see potential in things, how many knows that sometimes potential needs correction? Right? You got potential, but buddy, you're going down the wrong path. I'll never forget. I love my mom. She's not here to defend herself, but I'm going to go ahead and just uh, call her out today. I'll never forget. I was a young, a little guy in church. I don't remember how old I was old enough to talk to her probably four or five years old. And I remember being in church and I was, I was being rambunctious. Listen, I knew how to act in church. My parents, they instilled that in me. And I was just being a little bit rambunctious that day, being a little bit loud. She told me to be quiet. And my mom grabbed me by the arm. She took me outside, and she, she took me out there, and she let me know. She used my backside to remind me that I needed to straighten up. Anybody's mom ever do that for you, all right? And she let me know in that moment. And I'll never forget, my parents were very good. When they disciplined me like that, they would always ask me, hey, do you know why I spanked you, which is, which is more hurtful than the spanking itself? I could tell you that because then I have to admit what I did wrong. And, and so my mom, she looked at me in her dear, deep sincere. She's down there with me. She says, Do you know why I spanked you, young man? And I looked at her with with all the grit that I had. I said, Yes, because you're a mean woman. (laughs) I got another spanking. (laughs) How many knows that potential needs correction sometimes? And as a mom, sometimes you gotta correct and you gotta make things right, you gotta get things on order. And uh, maybe you're a mom and you're, and you're struggling with one of your kids. Can I tell you this? Don't give up. Don't quit. You keep praying. You keep seeing the good in them. You keep telling them when they do something right, hey, good job. Stick with it. Hang in there. And I love this. Uh, even, even in her vision, uh, Jacobet in her vision of potentiality with Moses, she was a godly woman with conviction. Look at this. I'm going to show you something. While... While Pharaoh, now listen, we, we, we live in a, in a strange time. While Pharaoh was ordering the murdering of all male babies, all the Hebrew male babies at this time, the, the, he had ordered all the Hebrew midwives. Hey, when the Hebrew woman, because the population of the Hebrews was getting out of hand, he thought he thought he couldn't control them anymore, and he was trying to order, you know, to, to soften that blow so he could keep his workforce there, and he ordered all the midwives, he said, listen, don't 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 let those male babies survive. Well, all the midwives, you know what they did? They found a a way around that. They said, listen, sorry, Pharaoh, we, but these, these, these Hebrew women, they just know how to have babies and they have them faster than when we can get there. So they were kind of working the situation. Well, Pharaoh, he, he kind of got wind of that and he began to, to say, Hey, all right, this is, this is what going to any child at the age of two and under, guess what? They need to be thrown in the Nile river and they need to die. And how many know (laughs) How many know that 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 you know that 's just evil that 's just evil we live in a world that is evil amen, and listen right now we are at a pivotal time. you need to pray, 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 you need to pray for the innocent in this in this world right now, amen and and I love this. She, she, while Pharaoh was ordering the murdering of all male babies under the age of two, she decided to take a stand by her convictions and say, not my child. And she hid that child for three months there. She risked her own life at the detriment of her own She said, I'm going to protect this baby. I don't know a mom in here. The mama bear pops out. You know, you could do a lot of things. But when you start hurting a mom's baby, guess what? The the mama bear comes out, and she'll wrestle a 300-pound man if she has to to take care of her baby. He was unique. He was goodly, and he was fine. Moses was. But that didn't matter to Pharaoh. But listen, this is what Jochebed did. She stood by Jehovah. She didn't worry about what Pharaoh said. She said, I'm going to stand by Jehovah. I'm going to trust in God. In Acts uh, chapter 5, verse 29, the second part of this, Peter's talking to the disciples. He says this. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I, I'm just going to give you some, some good. I'm not telling you that you need to go break the law, but there are times. Now, Peter says this right here. He says, we must obey God rather than men. Amen? And, and there are moments when justice needs to stand. And there are times where we have to do what is right in the Lord's eyes and not what's right in the government's eyes. Amen? All right, all right. Even Jesus, man, even Jesus called out the Pharisees. Remember they got upset at him because he healed a man on the Sabbath day, and he called him out. And he said, listen, if your sheep falls in the ditch, are you just going to let it sit there and die He said, no, you're going to take care of it. So when you see moms, when you see potential in a given life, you will stand with conviction to protect that life. Amen? Here's a second second one right here. Godly moms are resourceful. Right? Godly moms are resourceful. How many of you uh, moms in this room are resourceful? I can't raise my hand because I'm not a mom. All right, are resourceful. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how you're resourceful. I can't tell you a few times in my life. I went to my mom at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. Oh, mom, I got a big project due tomorrow. You think you can uh, give me a poster board and help me out and get this? Any moms relate to that in the last minute? And and you go, and moms are like, okay, what do I have in my house to make this project work? Okay, we've got a piece of plywood. We're going to use this piece of plywood instead of a poster. Whatever we got. And they find all these resources. I'm reminded of my mom uh, a little bit. My mom, no matter what. She is the queen of put it in whatever's in the kitchen, throw it together and create a delicious meal. She is one of the best at it. My mom, when I'm visiting, she could take two jars of pickles, a bag of noodles, and a cream of mushroom can of soup and somehow throw it together and make some sort of casserole. And I'm like, this is good, mom. Any other moms do that? I I love that. But they're resourceful. Moms are resourceful. Uh, They do the best with what they they have. Sometimes they don't always have all the resources, but they do have what they have. Listen, Mom, you may not have the best of the best. You may feel like you're not, not capable of doing things. Do the best with what you have in your hands. I love this about Jochebed. She saw, she saw the pitfalls of Moses, that, that, that could befall Moses. Pharaoh trying to take him out. She said, what can I do? Lord, help me figure this out. What can I do? The, Pharaoh's trying to kill my baby. And listen to me. Listen to me. Moms, the enemy, listen to me. You know, on a spiritual level, the enemy is trying to discourage you to tell you that your children aren't going to make it, to tell you that they're never going to amount to anything. Can I tell you something? You keep praying. You keep looking around, and you keep telling, asking God to put his hedge of protection around him. You be resourceful with what you have. You have one of the greatest tools at your disposal in the Word of God and in prayer. Amen. Some of you say, hey, my kid is a mess. But listen, you may not be able to go to their situation, but you can pray, and you can travail for them, and you can ask God to intervene, and you could say, God, send people their way that are going to knock some sense into them and help them get back on track. Amen? Love this. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 3 through 4, it says this. When she could hide him no longer. Listen, you know how hard it is to hide a baby, a three-month-old baby? In your little house, and it's quiet, and people come over, and they're like, Why is that wad of clothes over there moving? What's going on, and why is it crying? And, and so she could not hide him any, any longer. She took him, uh, she, when she couldn't hide him no longer, she took him, uh, took for him a basket made of, of bulrush. And daubed it with uh, uh, bitumen and pitch or tar. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance, this is Miriam, uh, to know what would be done to him. So she's following him down the river. Now remember, she's a slave, so she has priorities. She has things that she has to do, so she has to literally let him go. And I believe that Jochebed uh, took a lesson here from, from a previous story that she heard. About a man named Noah. And how many knows that when it was bad, when the situation looked bad, God made a way out for Noah and his family. Even when the world didn't see it and he warned them and he preached for many, many, many years, he got into the ark. And you remember the story. When God shut the door, the people were slamming on the door. Let us in. Let us in. And I believe that she looked back and she remembered the faithfulness of God and said, hey, if I can just put this baby on top of this water, God will somehow sustain him and God will somehow keep him. And um, she was a slave with limited resources, and she made a bulrush and an ark, and put it, put tar on it, and she laid him in the bulrush. And I believe in in faith. Listen, I think she did it in faith, and I think she did it with common sense. I'm gonna be honest with you i I think she I think she was a pretty slick woman. I think she was pretty smart. And she did the very thing that most of us moms wouldn't want to do. If we knew that the Nile River was where my baby was supposed to die, most of us wouldn't want to take our baby to the Nile River. But she has such a trust and such a faith in God, and she has the resources, and she... Puts her baby on the Nile, and and listen, the thing is, uh, they had they had killed many other babies, and so she so she's trusting God and saying, I I am just believing somehow, some way, Lord, you're going to save this child, Lord, you're going to sustain this child. Again, leaning into her faith, I think she looked back at, at the words of Joseph who had led the children of Israel to Egypt when he said this. You remember when his, his brothers were there in Genesis 50, 20, she could remember what he said. He says, as for you, you meant evil against me, talking to his brothers. But God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And I can't help but think that maybe that she prayed that prayer over him and said, God, I know you've got a destiny for this beautiful child. God, I know the enemy meant for evil. I know Pharaoh wants to take this child out. But God, I give him to you, Lord. And somehow you're going to make it good. And she let him go. And there's Miriam. She's running down the, the edge of the Nile. His older sister watching him roll down the river, and I and I think knowing, uh, uh, knowing, I think she knowingly knew. The time that Pharaoh's daughter would come out. I, I honestly do. I think she calculated this. I really do. I believe that she did. And the scripture doesn't say that. But I believe that she had an idea. So verse 5 says this. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And While her young women walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds. Sent her servant woman. And she took it. And when she opened it. Uh, she saw the child. And behold the baby was crying. I love this. This is a beautiful picture of any mom. She took pity on him. How many of you moms, when you hear a baby crying, that instinct just clicks and you're like, what can I do to help that baby? It amazes me. When when our kids were young, I couldn't hear our kids cry in the other room. Maybe it was selective hearing. I don't know. But my wife could be like, the baby's crying. I'd be like, really? You heard it first. You got to go. But she heard the baby was crying, and she took pity on him, and this is one of, and she said this, this is one of the Hebrew children. So, again, being resourceful, I love this, Jacobet, she pushed him in the water full of crocodiles. How many of you would want to push your little baby at a river full of crocodiles? None of us, right? Not to mention, this is a massive river at its widest point. It's 1.7 miles wide. That's a wide river. That's a big river. And and it's about 30 feet deep, not even knowing how this is going to play out. But moms can listen to me. Sometimes you're going to just have to launch your kids out say, you know what, God, I've instilled in them what I can instill to them. Lord, I trust you with them at this point. I know there's crocodiles. Down this. I know this world has vile people. I know there's bad things in this world. But, Lord, I've given them to, to you, Lord, and I release them. Lord, I ask you, Lord, keep your hands upon them. Protect them. Be with them. Amen. And Moses floated to where Pharaoh's daughter was. And she had compassion on him. She being an Egyptian, listen, and I, I think this is one of the, one of the smart things that, that Jochebed did. She knew that the Egyptians, they had this thing with the Nile River. And they believed that anything that came from the Nile River was blessed. So Pharaoh's daughter, when she sees this baby coming down this river, she has pity on this baby. She would have thought, hey, this is a blessing right here. This baby is a blessing Hey, moms can't, can't resist. They love to hold little babies, right? Someone has a little baby, and moms are like, can I get my turn here? Can I hold the little baby? You know, so look at this. In Exodus uh, uh, 2, 7, uh, uh, it says this, that then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and, and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse this child for you? Uh, I think Miriam. I, I think Jochebed a pretty smart woman. And and, she, and so Miriam says that and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Hey mom, guess what? Pooh, Pharaoh's got Pharaoh's daughter's got your got your baby. Guess what? She needs someone to take care of care of him because he's young and needs someone to nurse him. And so Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. So I love this. It's just beautiful. And I, hey, Miriam's just like, hey, I, I know a gal who could probably take care of this baby. And Pharaoh's and daughter's like, That's great. Go get her. And it's amazing. She goes and gets her mom. And most Hebrew women, listen, listen to me. This is important. Most Hebrew women at that time would nurse their child, usually until the ages of three to five years old. And that's when they would stop nursing them. And so from about when he was three months old to, let's just say, five years old, Jochebed was able to have her child and nurse him. And it's amazing to me uh, how God ordained that, and God had made that a way. See, let me show you. You know, your kids are looking for hope, amen? You need to tell your kids about Jesus. You need to tell them about the hope of Jesus and model what it is to live a godly life. Moms, I know you do a good job of it, but listen, continue to model that. Continue to to do great with that. What it means to serve God, what it means to go to church, and what it means. Teach them how to worship. You know how kids learn to worship? By watching their parents. Listen, many things, many things are caught rather than taught. Biblical values. Listen, your kids are watching the way that you're serving the Lord. Your kids are watching the way that you treat people. Your kids are watching you. Listen, I'm not trying to put pressure on you or make you feel bad. but, But spiritual things, biblical values, listen, they're caught, not just taught. I saw mom doing that, so I know that's probably what I should be doing. You say, well... I, I, I struggle with that. But, but Jochebed, in this time period of five years or whatever, she knew that she had a small window to make a big impact. Right? I love this. Jochebed understood that she had this very pivotal moment in her life. I read this in an article that, that most kids' personalities okay are developed between the ages of two to six years old. Well, guess what? She had him at a very pivotal time to put something inside of him that God had instilled in him. And Jochebed, she was resourceful with what she had. I love that, amen? Listen, can I tell you something, moms? Pray for your kids. I can't tell you the times that my mom has called me and said, hey, are you doing okay? And I'm like, I'm all right. She said, I just felt like I needed to pray for you today and I just wanted to call and tell you that I'm praying for you. And I was like, yeah, mom. You know, she understands. Listen, you have one of the greatest things at, at, at your weapon and praying for your kids. I, I owe a lot of who I am in the faith because I had a praying mom and I had a praying dad that would not give up on me. Amen. So so, mom, don't stop don't stop modeling what it what it means to live godly. Mom, godly moms are resourceful. Here's, here's the last one. I the worship team to come. Godly moms rely on God. Godly moms rely on God. So Exodus chapter 2 verse 10 says this. When the child grew older and I'm going to come back to our starting verse here in a minute. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter. Okay? When when he was uh, able to be uh, when she w- able to stop nursing him, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. There's a transfer here. God, this is mine, but Lord, I'm, I know that she, that he's got a greater destiny. She And this, it says this, she named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. I drew him out of the water. So there, uh, listen, there came a time where Jochebed had to give Moses back to Pharaoh's daughter. Now, she had a very short window, five, six years there. And listen, all the older parents in here, all of you who have kids that are gone, I I just want to point this out to you. Listen, you just need to continue to trust God, continue to give your kids to the Lord and say, Lord, you keep them, Lord, you protect them, Lord, you be with them. Moses would spend the next 35, approximately 35 years of his life in Pharaoh's house, being going through Egyptian school, going through some of the, the, the great things that, that the Egyptians could bring in there, but so And then later, he would kill an Egyptian guard who was beating a Hebrew slave. Something inside of him said, I'm different. I'm different. I know that I'm different. And when he saw that Egyptian beating that Hebrew slave, something inside of him said, no, enough's enough. And he grabbed that guard and murdered that guard, killed that guard in anger. And then he found himself running away to the backside of the desert. And he's hiding. And there he would experience the Lord there at the burning bush. And God would call him and say, I am that I am out of the burning bush. And God would say, hey, I I want you to free my people. Moses, I've called you to free my people. And Moses would do this little thing. It's kind of like the volleyball. God would say, hey, I've called you to free my people. Here's the ball. And Moses gets it on his side of the court and he says, God, I'm not a good talker. I stutter. And God's like, oh. Oh. I got you. You know your brother Aaron? He's a good talker. and He's going to be with you. Okay, Lord. I don't know if I can do this. Well, you just spent 40 years on the backside of the desert. And where I'm sending you, it's going to be dry. And everything you learned in the desert is going to be beneficial to leading this nation out. Back at you, Moses. So Moses finally comes to this realization. Hey, I've got to go do what God has called me to do. Can I tell you something? Some of you moms may feel like that your child is as far away from God as you can imagine on the backside of the desert. But listen to me. God can speak to them. God can call them. God can remind them of the prayers that you prayed with them. The songs that you sang to them. When When they were young and they hear their mom say, Jesus loved me, this I know, right? So, oh, I remember when mom used to sing that to me. Thank you, mom, for telling me that Jesus loves me because I, I need that in my life. Some of you might see your kids in the desert, but listen, you've got to trust God that, and, and that the life that you modeled, the faith that you've modeled, is going to make a lasting impact. Proverbs twenty-two-six says this, train up a child in a way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. It may look like they're a million miles away, but let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit has a way of working something in somebody. Keep being that example of faith. And look at this. Now, Now go, go, to, go to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to end on, on this bit of verse here. I love this. This is the hall of faith. This is everybody that's mentioned in the hall of faith. These are, these, are, these are the cream of the crop people in Hebrews. It talks about Abraham. It talks about all these different people. And someone that's mentioned here is amazing. There's two women mentioned here in the hall of faith, Rahab and Jochebed. I love this. Look at this. It says this in Hebrews 11, verse 23. It says, by faith... Ah, where did Moses get his faith? Started with his mom. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. I don't care what the world says, I know what God says. I'm going to follow God. I'm not going to follow man. Listen to verse 24. says, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I'm old now. And listen, I know I don't belong in Egypt. I know who I am. I'm a Hebrew. And I know who God has called me to be. And God has ordered me to call these people out of Egypt, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. He could have easily had it made in the shade there in Egypt and just lived in, in, in wealth and had the best of the best his whole life. But you know what? He said, I'm going to trust God instead of, instead of the fleeting things of this world. Look at this, verse 26. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking to the reward. Now, verse 27 says this. By faith, he, what? He left Egypt not being afraid of the anger of the king. I wonder where he got that tenacity not to be afraid of Pharaoh. I believe it started with a woman named Jochebed who said, you know what? I will not allow my baby to to die because he has purpose he has potential I've got these resources I'm going to use what I have in the name of Jesus and I'm going to launch them out in the deep and God is going to use this young man to do great things by faith by faith you heard that how many times by faith by faith he refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter's son by faith he left Egypt And I can't help but think Moses' faith was foundationally put into him by his mother, Jochebed. I believe in that little bit of time, she saw the potential. She had the resources for his survival, and I believe that she relied on God. Moses would say, I'll trust God. I'll trust God. I won't trust man, just like his mom. God, you're going to be my resource. Not man, just like his mom. God, we're going to rely on you in the wilderness, just like his mom. Amen? And Jacobet's decision to follow the faith of her ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, impacted her son. Listen, Mom, today, there's this old song, old, old song. I, I looked it up, and I'm not going to sing it, or I'm not going to show it. There's a song called Faith of Our Mothers, right? How many of have ever heard that old, old old hymnal? All right, a few of you have heard that song. of our mother. Listen, your faith and the way that you are, the way that you're training your kids, listen, keep doing it. Keep loving on them. I don't care what spectrum you are, whether you have young kids, whether you have old kids, wherever you're at, whether you're just loving on spiritual kids, whatever that looks like, keep loving your kids. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your mercy and grace. God, you've been so good. God, I thank you, Lord, for every mother in here. God, I know that this is a very simple but a very practical word today. God, I, I pray, Lord, that moms feel encouraged in their hearts and in their lives. God, when they feel like they're not enough, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just remind them, Lord, that they are yours. God, and they carry great weight In their kids' lives, their purpose and their destiny. God, I pray, Lord, that as they do the best that they can do with all the resources that they have, Lord, that they would be the light of Jesus. God, I pray for every mother in this house and those watching online. God, thank you for every one of them. God, we have amazing moms in this church. We have amazing moms throughout uh, this area. God, I pray, Lord, you would just speak. To every one of them today. Maybe you're here today and say, hey, Pastor, I'm a mom and I just, I've been feeling down or I've been feeling out and depressed or whatever the case. I, I, I don't know your story. You say, hey, Pastor, will you just pray for me today? And I just I just want to, I just need prayer as a mom or maybe maybe not a mom. Maybe, maybe just as a person. Say, I, I just need, I, I need to be. I need the Lord to just speak to me today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? Anybody in the building? Is that just Terry? Just a moment. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Man, thank you. Thank you so much for being obedient to the Lord. I know it's, I know it's not easy to do that. Will you guys stand with me all across this, this building? and Just a moment of prayer here. I just want to pray for every, every mom and everybody that raised their hand to the house today. God, I, I ask you, Lord. To touch every mom in this house, God, and every person that raised their hand today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them new strength. God, your mercies are renewed each and every day, God, like we heard earlier. God, I I pray that new mercies, God, every day that they get up would be renewed, God, in their lives. God, I pray, Lord, that, God, as they, God, maybe their patient grows a little weary with their kids at moments God but they would look and see the, the goodness of God that they can impact their kids and Lord that they may in fact be the catalyst to change a generation to lead a nation God I pray Lord the foundation of faith and resourcefulness and potential Lord would just flow through each and every mom Lord in the mighty name of Jesus God each and every life in this, this building God, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us. Lord, that you would lead and guide us. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Come on.